It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 240, The Prophet Malachi The reborn state of Israel is growing in its population. It has no king now, and it's ruled by foreign powers. But the traditions, the faith, the temple, the sacrifices, they continue. The lack of king presents a problem for Israel, but at least they have the priesthood and the atonement, or truly the covering of sin due to the sacrifices by the Levitical priesthood. This Levitical priesthood becomes the devil's target. He'll focus his attention on destroying Israel through foreign powers and corruption of the priesthood. He'll be very successful at both of these, but there'll be a great struggle to keep the faith until the New Testament time period arrives. In the book of Ezra and Nehemiah, we see the corruption of the Levites, and in the book of Malachi, we see this continue. The Levites become a demonic target. And the devil, if he can corrupt their sacrifices, their duties, the covering and atoning, not really the atoning, that's what Jesus will do, but it's the covering of sins in the Old Testament will not be available for the people of Israel. Think with me here. The devil doesn't want the Jewish people in Israel, much less a faithful king. And after this, he wants the priesthood eliminated like in the days of Saul. If he can do this, He would want them distracted, torn away, confused, or even manipulated into a body of people that lost track of their assignment and their purpose to not cover sin. Confined by the law and the boundaries of it, the devil helped to manipulate the priesthood into the disgusting organization of the Pharisees and the Sadducees by the time of Jesus. The righteous law was twisted to become a performance-based religious organization ruled by power-hungry men and controlled by politicians, and its true purposes tend to be forgotten. Okay, so that's where we're headed. Malachi speaks to this corruption, and he gives great detail, yet it reveals the devil's focus on dismantling and manipulating the religious order into his choosing. Malachi steps forth as a prophet of truth, to get the Levites and the religious order back on track. But unfortunately, some repent, but we can see where the religious order is headed over the many, even centuries to come. Malachi 1.6 A son honors his father, and a slave his master. If I am a father, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is the respect due me, says the Lord Almighty? It is you, priest, who show contempt for my name. But you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? By offering defiled food on my altar. But you ask, how have we defiled you? By saying that the Lord's table is contemptible. When you offer blind animals for sacrifice, is that not wrong? When you sacrifice lame or diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? Now plead with God to be gracious to us with such offerings from your hands. Will he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? Oh, that one of you would shut the temple doors so that you might not light useless fires on my altar. 
I am not pleased with you, says the Lord Almighty, and I will accept no offering from your hands. My name will be great among the nations, from where the sun rises to where it sets. In every place incense and pure offerings will be brought to me, because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord Almighty. But you profane it by saying, The Lord's table is defiled, and its food is contemptible. And you say, What a burden, and you sniff at it contemptuously, says the Lord Almighty. When you bring injured, lame, or diseased animals and offer them as sacrifices, should I accept them from your hands, says the Lord? Cursed is the cheat who has an acceptable male in his flock and vows to give it, but then sacrifices a blemished animal to the Lord. For I am a great king, says the Lord Almighty, and my name is to be feared among the nations. See, you catch that? The Lord is their king. So he's kind of telling them, you know, he's first he's rebuking the Levitical priesthood, but he's also saying, you don't have a king now, but I'm your king. And you might, you know, be subject to foreign powers, but I'm actually your king. And Malachi continues to rebuke the Levites. Malachi 2. And now you priests, this warning is for you. If you do not listen, if you do not resolve to honor my name, says the Lord Almighty, I will send a curse on you, and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have already cursed them because you have not resolved to honor me. Because of you, I will rebuke your descendants, and I will smear in your faces the dung from your festival sacrifices, and you will be carried off with it. And you will know that I have sent you this warning so that my covenant with Levi may continue, says the Lord Almighty. My covenant was with him, a covenant of life and peace, and I gave them to you. This called for reverence. And he revered me and stood in all of my name. True instruction was in his mouth, and nothing false was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness, and turned many from sin. For the lips of a priest ought to preserve knowledge, because he is the messenger of the Lord Almighty, and people seek instruction from his mouth. But you have turned away from the way, and by your teaching you have caused many to stumble. You have violated the covenant with Levi, says the Lord Almighty. So I have caused you to be despised and humiliated before all the people, because you have not followed my ways, but have shown partiality in matters of the law. And Malachi just continues, and he continues to rebuke these Levites for their folly. Malachi 2.17 You have worried the Lord with your words. How have we worried him, you ask? By saying, All who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord, and he is pleased with them. And where is the God of justice? I will send my messenger who will prepare the way for me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness, and the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord, as in days gone by, as in former days. So I will come to put you on trial. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, and perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress the widows and the fatherless, and deprive the foreigners among you of justice. But you do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. So now in this next section, Malachi actually speaks of a curse that's over the Levites, and he speaks of um, tithing. He speaks of the first 10% of one's income required by law to go back to the priesthood. And this is part of Moses' law. And New Testament's going to be different, but it speaks of such a spiritual truth. And in this case, it's the priesthood who are actually not giving their 10%. 
Malachi 3.6, I, the Lord, do not change, so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God, yet you rob me? But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from destroying your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, and yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. So I've got to stop here and go over this promise. Um, I've seen it repeatedly in people's lives. It's a huge promise, and it's the promise of breaking poverty over your life. Now, later the Pharisees will get crazy religious about the tithe, and they'll even tithe the first 10% of their mint and spices, and it gets out of hand. But the promise is that we are to give 10%, the very first 10% of our income. The promise is that God will give you above and beyond all that you give Him if you're faithful with the tithe. Financial blessings go way beyond the tithe, but this is just the beginning. We went to a church once that I like to echo this promise that God said, test me in this and give me the tithe and see what I will do. Well, did the church do it to get more tithes or preach the blessings of God to us? That's not important. The importance is that I know many people who gave for the first time and saw God pull them out of poverty in a spirit of want into a spirit of having more than enough. Like all the promises of God, they are yes and amen. The promise is true. Be obedient, and God will pull you out of poverty and as well increase your understanding that God is your provider. The tithe actually will break off something off your life that makes makes money have a higher value than it should. Next, some of the Levites repent. Malachi 3.16 Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. On the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty, they will be my treasured possession. I will spare them, just as a father has compassion and spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who don't. We end this episode with the Malachi promise of John the Baptist. Malachi 4. Surely the day is coming, and it will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and evildoers will be stubble, and the day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord. Not a root or a branch will be left to them, but for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its rays, and you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. Then you will trample on the wicked, they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the decrees and laws I gave him at Horeb for all of Israel. See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to the children and the hearts of the children to the parents, or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. 
Isn't this an interesting ending to the whole Old Testament? After six years of going through the Old Testament, we end with these lines. Remember the fifth commandment, Exodus 20, 12. Honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And after Malachi speaks of the turning of their hearts, the very last verse ends with, or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. This will in fact occur in 70 AD, as documented by Josephus as an eyewitness. The book of Malachi was addressed to the religious leaders for them to contemplate their hearts and the judgment that will come to them, and the judgment coming to all people. Elijah was a prophet of fire, the original one. Another prophet of fire was coming, and he would turn the parents to their children and the children to their parents. In fact, when John the Baptist comes, it says all the people of Judah came to see him. He had a draw, a heavenly favor that drew men to him and to hear him, and many were baptized by him. His repentance and baptism of water would open the door for all to hear the greatest news ever spoken, and the redemption of a corrupted priesthood, and the fulfillment of the law of Moses, and the fulfillment of the law of Moses. John's baptism of water would be preached and continued through the ages. In addition, 50 days after Jesus' ascension, a baptism of fire would descend on those who believed. A corrupted priesthood would be replaced with the revelation of a greater covenant, a New Testament covenant, and the revelation of a royal priesthood and adoptions of sons and daughters of God. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Message to Kings. Feel free to visit the website, messagetokings.com. Share the Facebook page, or if you want to chat, email us at messagetokings at gmail.com.